0: Is it possible to talk about grief and loss and hurt and pain and still authentically point us to hope? It's a question I still don't have a great answer for, especially today. As I look at the list of names listed in our bulletin and I realize how many of those people I knew and was affected by personally. Losing someone in our lives is a devastating, life-changing experience. It alters the future. And it stays with us long after that funeral or the first few holidays without our loved ones. Grief has a way of changing our perspectives and coloring the way that we view the world. When we encounter loss, everything changes. In scripture, the Israelites were the very first believers of God. They are often referred to as God's chosen people. And their lineage points back to Abraham and Sarah. The Old Testament is full of the Israelites' stories, of their experiences, of their encounters with God. And often... We read about their grief and their struggles, too. I find myself drawn to the Israelites because of the ways they often cry out in pain. The Israelites are authentic, and they are up front with God. They don't shy away from their doubts. They don't try to act like they have everything figured out. Often we hear them crying out and asking why they push against God and they don't hold anything back. I admire that type of authenticity, especially in the midst of pain. Our scripture reading today is from the Israelites' story. It's actually from their story toward the end of their exile. The Israelites were held in captivity by the Babylonians for close to 70 years. During this time, most of the Israelites were forced to leave Jerusalem, their home, and to live in Babylon. The book of Isaiah details their experiences throughout this journey. Our reading this morning will be from the 40th chapter, which is often referred to as 2nd Isaiah. The Israelites that are being held captive are given the opportunity to return back home, to return to Jerusalem. The Israelites have experienced extreme grief. They have lost loved ones in their exile. They've lost their home. They've grown distant from their own rituals and practices, and they've grown distant from God. The Israelites doubt God's presence in their lives because they believe God has abandoned them in their exile. If you are someone who has experienced grief or loss, you know what it feels like to grow distant from those around you, to feel as if no one could really know what you're going through, to feel as if God could have done something to prevent this pain in your life. The prophet Isaiah here in 2nd Isaiah aims to remind the people of God's everlasting promise in their life. And he wants to give the people strength and comfort and renewal so that they may want to draw near to God again. We're going to be in Isaiah 40, verses 28 through 31. Isaiah says to the people, Don't you know? Haven't you heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. God doesn't grow tired or weary. His understanding is beyond human reach, giving power to the tired, and reviving the exhausted. Youths will become tired and weary. Young men will certainly stumble, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will fly up on wings like eagles. They will run and not be tired. They will walk and not be weary. This is the word of God for the people of God. Let the church say thanks be to God. This passage of scripture is often printed on inspirational posters used in athletic rooms across the nation. Maybe you've seen them in your own growing up. That phrase, they will fly up on wings like eagles. They'll run and never be tired. While yes, it's probably super uplifting if you're a young track star or if you're trying to make yourself push for that last mile time for your goal. But young athletes is not who Isaiah intended for his audience here when he says these words. Instead, the prophet knew the pain and the loss and the grief felt by the Israelites. Second, Isaiah attempts to offer the Israelites comfort and hope. It attempts to offer them some kind of reason to keep on going. I can imagine the hesitation that the Israelites must feel. The Israelites may ask themselves, why should we return back to Jerusalem? What's going to be left for us there? Others of the Israelites may idealize returning back home, back to the way things used to be, those good old days as each of us experience grief in our own ways, we too may ask similar questions. When we're hurt and in pain, we may ask why should we keep going? What point is there? Others of us may just keep waiting day after day to get back to the way things were. Surely one day I'll be back to how I was before that loss. One day, we'll be back to the good old days. They're all really natural experiences to loss in our lives. I can even think of churches and congregations that face hardships and ask themselves those same questions. Should we keep going? Or they reassure themselves, eventually things will get back to normal. We hear that a lot post-COVID oh, we'll get back to the way things were before COVID. As followers of Christ, we hold tight to the truth that our loved ones are not gone to the world after they've passed. We believe that their legacy lives on. We believe that their life after death matters and exists. And as humans we also must face the truth that rarely do things go back to normal after a significant loss. It's one of our biggest flaws as humans, this need or desire to get back to whatever it was we considered normal, a desire for things to go back to the way they were. I call it a flaw because however earnest our wishes may be, After the loss of a loved one or of a certain devastation, rarely do things go back to how they were. Losses shape us and often they form us in a new direction. The Israelites have a difficult time imagining what their future could look like. How do they move forward when they've experienced this deep loss? As I read over the list of these 24 Christ United Methodist Church Saints, and I think of all the people I've lost in my own life, I feel sadness and pain. And I also remember the positive ways each of those people influenced my life and the hope they've given me to keep moving forward as much as we want to stay planted and sit in our grief and hurt, or as much as we may want things to just go back to how they were, it's just not in the cards for us. And it's not what we're called to do. We are called to remember the people who have gone before us, to honor their legacies and to work on continuing the good work they did here on earth. That's the hope I cling to on All Saints Sunday, that while our losses are significant, and trust me, they are, we do believe life continues after death, and that we are all united as the body of Christ, just as Meredith showed all of those hearts connected. In our Apostles' Creed, which is one of the affirmations we often say together here, there is a line that says, we believe in The communion of saints. And in the traditional communion liturgy we use as United Methodists, there's a line there that says, And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Our community of believers doesn't end after death, our community spans through generations and through stages of being. We are truly a people who believe that we are united with those who have gone before us and with those who are still to come behind us. That is our great hope. The Israelites here in Isaiah have every reason to question what their future may hold. They've been hurt, they've suffered, they feel helpless and still the prophet knows that they must be reminded of God's everlasting love and hope for each of them. Because God is the creator who will continue to work for the people's good. And this doesn't change for us today. Whatever grief we are experiencing, whatever challenges our churches may face, God is the creator who will continue to to work for our good. When we feel tired and exhausted, God will sustain us. God cares deeply for each of us. This morning of all mornings, may we remember the lives of those who have gone before us, and may we hold tight to God, the creator who makes all things new. Amen.